Hello and welcome to another episode of Trash or Treasure, the podcast where Kim and Amy bring you spoiler-free recaps, reviews, and sometimes maybe recommendations for whatever we read that week. Amy, this week, what did we read? We read A Christmas Party, which was also previously published as Envious Casca by Georgette Heyer. Yay, Christmas! And so begins the Christmas reads. Yay! I love Christmas reads. Yeah, and I actually save them for Christmas. Okay. I I very rarely read a Christmas book outside of Christmas time. How weird is that? Neither do I. I save them for Christmas as well. And then I'm like, what are all the ones on my Kobo that have Christmas in the title? I work my way through them. This is one of Heyer's murder mysteries, so I feel like I have to... You have to, because mine... I'll give you my little plot summary. You ready? Yeah. It's a house Uh, party. Someone dies. It's set in the 1930s and the members of a not very functional family are gathered at a large manor house for a house party. One of them dies. I don't have anything more than that without being really, really long. So you can do the rest of it. (sighs) Sacked already. I knew I would be. You didn't. You weren't sacked. You resigned. I resigned. I know. The only extra bit to add, really, is that the in terms of the dysfunction... No one really likes each other. They pretend to like each other. Well, they don't. Some of them pretend, pretend to, to like, like some other. of them. But for the most part, everyone doesn't like each other. And no one really likes the uncle whose house they're at. Who's sort of the family patriarch. Yes. Nathaniel. Mm. And we pretty much follow a cousin... Matilda. And she is kind of the only one who really just came to the Christmas gathering. So they don't normally gather for Christmas, but Uncle Joe, I want to say Uncle Joe? Yeah, Uncle Joe. Uncle Joe, who is Nathaniel's brother, has insisted on this house party and is like just like so excited about having a Christmas. Unsuppressibly cheerful and tries to, you know. To the point that someone's like, I'm going to punch you in the face. Exactly. You're too cheerful. And is always, no matter how mean someone is to him, is always like, oh, he's just a rapscallion. Like, really, he's a delight. Rah, rah. Anyway, so Matilda is just kind of, you know, there because she had nowhere else to go. She and, had, didn't have anything else to and do. And she's also very, very, very distantly Very distantly So she's sort of a somewhat disinterested observer. Yes, and she's the one that we follow. It's through her eyes that we kind of view the family, really. And, I mean, Uncle Nathaniel, when she arrives, is like, oh, good to see you. I suppose you're here for money, to try and get money out of me. And she's like, oh, not this time. So it's kind of that tone, whatever. She's a bit sassy. She's She's a a sassy sassy. lady. And so that's kind of it. Then, obviously, a death occurs. But everyone else is there for money. Pretty much. It's, Everyone you know, else is there will money. Oh, people no. be in Nathaniel's His will? Heir, yeah, it's a bit of, like, will the heir be in the will or not? Or will he disinherit him because he doesn't like his his fiancé and blah, blah, blah. And the fiancé is a bit of a ditz and all that kind of stuff. So I feel like when I was reading it, I felt like if you knew the plot of Knives Out, that film. Which probably draws from books then, like this. Yes. I Actually, it was so vaguely like so kind of there were enough similarities not specific characters or anything but enough similarities that i actually went and googled whether or not knives out was an adaptation of envious casca and it is not 
just so you don't have to waste your time Googling it. But it's that, <laughs> I feel like there's not really much else to say about the plot. No. Do you know what I mean? It's there's, it You've just, got a cast of characters they gathered They don't like each other. Christmas. Everyone could be the killer. and Except for Matilda, someone really. Dies. Someone dies. And the only reason it can't be Matilda is because we are with her when the death occurs. Because she is the one through whom we see... But not first person narrative. But we just sort no, of. No, but she's, she's the one like we're in Harry Potter, with. where yes. you follow Harry. That first, yes. what's that third person omnipresent? Yeah. So that having been said, yeah, Amy, would you recommend a Christmas party slash envious Gascon? Eh, I'm a bit meh about it. It's not my favourite Haya mystery. Yeah. And one of the things I find is she. Her mysteries are incredibly complex and they take a very long time to get started. Like yeah. no one ever dies until you're about halfway through and up before then it's setting up who likes whom and who doesn't and yeah. who's bickering and what the potential motives are. And you can you can sort of see the, you know, at this point I've got to introduce this, you can almost like feel the formula. Mm. And in some of the detective stories, I enjoy the characters enough to forgive that. So there's a couple that there's, um I think it was called Detection Unlimited, and there's a bunch of ones that follow a similar structure because they all sort of do. It's usually yes. a house party, a yeah. group of people, old dude, Will, doesn't yeah. like the fiancé of the air. That yeah. happens in a couple of them. It's almost always an old dude. But the characters in this, with the exception of slightly Matilda, but not mm. entirely, mm. are not likeable. Yeah, right. And even Uncle Joe, who is meant to be the most likable, just is grating, which is what he's meant to be. Yes. But so I read the book because I look for festive books to read. Yes. At Christmas and a time. festive hair would be a natural. That would be yes. awesome. Like I'll read Agatha Christie's uh, The Christmas Murder, or I can't remember what its actual name is. It's yes. so gory and has nothing to do with Christmas, but it's got Christmas well, this had, in the yeah, title. This had nothing to do with Christmas either. Yes, <laughs> so I know what you mean. Maybe Christmas mysteries aren't really a thing that works, like a Christmas murder. Yeah. It's like people Oxymoron. who claim Die Hard is a Christmas film. It's not a Christmas, but that's exactly. probably really controversial, us saying that. Oh. It's not. It's just a film that has Christmas in it. And this is a book that has Christmas in it. Yes. And that's the plot device to get them all there. So I think that unless you are a Die Hard fan uh, of George Hayer. That was Hayer, your best work yet. Thanks. <laughs> and you are re- committed to, like, reading all the books that George Hayer wrote. I think you'd probably give this one a miss. Yeah, fair. It's it's quite – it's a lot of effort. Fair enough. And it doesn't have the payoffs in terms of character that some of yeah, the other okay. ones do. Like um, They Found Him Dead, I really enjoy, and Duplicate Death, I really enjoy, and Detection Unlimited because they have some really fun characters in them. Sure. What about you? Oh, I loved it. Did you? No. Yeah, that was <laughs> – there was tone in that, but <laughs> – I do not enjoy stories where everyone is just antagonistic the whole time. Mm. You want someone to like. I want someone, and I want someone who likes someone else. Like, it just, there was nothing. Everyone hated everyone. Well, no, there was a, there was a two people who sort of liked each other, but, man, that took a long time, and I don't know if but I But it really was also like, it. yeah, I didn't super believe that. And it's kind of like, I like you despite you being such a jerk. Yeah. Anyway, so I didn't think anyone really liked each other and I certainly didn't like each other and everything was just kind of antagonistic. But I read it because 
A, Amy was like, you have to read this book. Christmas in the title. It has Christmas in the title. (laughs) And B, because when I looked into it, everyone was like, the mystery is terrific. Like, it's one of Mm. her best. See, I don't think the mystery is... Because it's a locked room. It's a locked room, locked box, whatever they call it. But there's about three of them that she's written that are quite similar. And if you've read some of those with characters that you like... No, no, I understand what you're saying. But I'm saying I read it for the mystery. Yeah, okay. They were like... This is one of those books where you absolutely won't pick it. It's and even if you pick maybe who was involved, you're never going to pick how they did it. Like it's so clever. Literally, the death happened. So I read up to the death. Yeah, I knew who did it. The second it happened, everyone's like, "Who could it be?" And I'm like, "Well, this is so insanely obvious that I read to the end." Because I was like, "Surely not." Yeah, I remember Surely, you. Surely texting me. I was like. Do you remember if it's this guy? Because I've picked that and I am literally not very far in. I'm going to punch the book in the face if that's what happens. And, yeah, it was exactly who I thought it was. And I even picked how they did it. There were a couple of little other irrelevant details. It's because she picked it because she's seen Knives Out and it's just, you know, Georgette Hyde just went into the future, picked the plot of Knives Out and then wrote it back into Envious. Not at all. Knives Out's death is actually much more complex and interesting. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, the reason I bring that up is because... I, when I finished this, I was like, ugh, that was unsatisfying. I'm going to go watch Knives Out. (laughs) (laughs) We're not sponsored by Knives Out. Very (laughs) satisfying. We're sponsored by Chris Evans's cable knit sweater. No, so. She wishes. It's a great sweater. He's so Focus. Cute. Sorry. Focus. I'm very caught up on how much I enjoy Nights Out as a film. Knives Out as a film. So, yes, anyway, I picked the killer. I picked how they did it. I picked the whole thing and all the characters spent the whole time arguing and hating on each other. And I didn't enjoy it at all. I literally read it as like a labor of just wanting to prove that I was right. So I guess our lesson here is just because it has the word Christmas in the title, doesn't mean it's a satisfying seasonal read. <laughs> the, I think my takeaway is I'm yet to read a Haya mystery that I super love. I feel like she does some things very, very, very exceptionally well, and mystery is not. I never, I never feel like when I feel like a mystery, I never think, oh, it's got to be that one by Georgette Haya. I always go to people who specialised in in mysteries. Does that make sense? Yeah. Anyway, that's my read. I would swerve diligent listeners. Away from this book. Yeah, well, that's what that means. Not trash. treasure. <laughs> Clearly trash. Yeah. Uh, and that's all I have to say about that. Well, that's that's it. That is it. Thank you very much for joining us once again and tune in next week when we will bring you more spoiler-free Christmas! Yeah, probably Christmas. I'm not going to lie to you. And until then, Merry Christmas and Happy Reading! And just a quick reminder here at the end of the podcast that we would love to hear from you. We want your recommendations. The good, the bad, the interesting, doesn't matter. Please reach out. Send us an email at trashortreasurepodcast at outlook.com. Or we are also available at the world's most awkward Twitter handle, which Amy has to tell you about. Listen to our Twitter handle. It's the greatest. It's at or underscore treasure. Doesn't that just roll off the tongue? (laughs) And with those encouraging words, tweet or email us. We love to hear from you. Happy reading. Cheers.